80 or 90 percent of all the honey in Canada that's not imported, like that honey that's harvested here in Canada, comes from Alberta because of the climate, because of the crops. I think that's, that's super cool. Welcome to Exploring Mind and Body with Drew Tadia. Drew is an expert in nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and more. And he wants to help you live a healthier, longer, and more active life. Now here's your host, Drew Tadia. Welcome to another edition of Nationally Syndicated, Exploring Mind and Body. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for tuning in being a part of our True Form Life community. We are rocking on. Let's do it. We got another show coming up. Today, I'm talking about the adventures of a first-time beekeeper. And guess who that beekeeper is? <laughs> Moi! It's me. I've always wanted bees, and I don't even know why. But this year, I took the leap and started my own beehive. I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to say. Beekeeping business? Not really. It's just a hobby. But I got on my own bees and I got attacked. I got stung in the face. I was I was getting attacked by wasps. Not not really, but <laughs> there was a there's a whole lot to do with getting honey. I always wanted my own honey. I wanted some true form honey. And I wanted my own bees and I made that happen this year and I'm getting through it. I feel like the more you learn about bees, the less you know. It is entirely complex. I'm gonna share my experience with you as a first time beekeeper. So sit back and enjoy. We got all that. Coming up on... This is Exploring Mind and Body. Naturally improve your lifestyle one show at a time with your host, Drew Tadia. All right, so here it is. I got to tell you, so I'm, I'm super excited. It's it's uh, it's the summertime at the time of this recording. We're getting close to bee harvesting or honey harvesting, and I'm excited. I'm going to have honey this year. So let me take you back, and I'll explain to you what I have going on and what happened. So I was researching back in, I don't know, January, February. I was researching bees, and I was like, I got to have bees this year. I knew we weren't going to do our usual traveling like we usually do. So I was like, this is the summer. I'm going to have bees. So I put my name on this list because, and so if you don't know, so I, I half, half the time I live in Alberta, Canada, just outside of Calgary where I grew up. And um, I read, so we went to this place called the Meadery. A shout out to Fallen Timber Meadery. They're fantastic. Super nice people. Family run. They actually make, make this called mead. And if you're not sure what mead is, it's not meat. It's um, mead made with honey. It's like the oldest form of alcohol and um, super, co super cool system. It's kind of like wine, but instead of the grapes for the sweetener, they use honey. I don't know a ton about it so um but i'd imagine there's a local craft meadery near you like they're kind of popping up all over just like these smaller craft beer types of places i'm not really that much into alcohol so i don't know the details <laughs> i'm pretty sure they're called those craft like local craft beer places at any rate it seems to be a, a growing trend but mead is popping up more and more so we went to this meadery they've, they've been around for a while and they're super cool people and they of course they have their own bees which is where they were making their mead from their that the honey that they harvested themselves went into this they, i think i think it's very simple I think it's water, yeast, and honey, and it turns into an alcoholic beverage, which is mead. And that's, I mean, that's the extent of what I understand from it. But um, so they have, so they started this own their own business, and they're, they're super cool people. We went, we went on a tour a couple times, and I got inspired to get bees and do my own honey. So that's kind of where it started from. Besides the years that I've always thought it was cool to have honey, I was like, went to this, I went to see this tour, and they showed us all around their factory, and I was like, all right, I got to do this. They showed us how the bees work and all that. So I ordered bees, 
And the, for the bees in, I guess what I what I wanted to say in Alberta, they told us that in Al in Canada, 90 something crazy, 80 or 90 percent of all the honey in Canada that's not imported, like the honey that's harvested or grown, not grown of course, but harvested here in Canada comes from Alberta because of the climate, because of the crops. I think that's that's super cool. Of course, you get all those cheap places. Like I'm pretty sure a lot of places just import cheap honey from China or some low quality pasteurized nonsense that has zero um, health benefits. And then of course they feed them bees, high fructose corn syrup, a bunch of nonsense. They don't get it naturally. So at any rate, there's just tons of health benefits to honey on its own. We use it as a sweetener along with Canadian maple syrup, which may be why it's so interesting or so cool because we use it on, on a regular basis. Anyways, so I went on this tour. I ordered bees. It's probably worth noting that there was a huge issue with bees this last winter. Tons of bee farmers or beekeepers, <laughs> bee farmers, tons of beekeepers lost their entire hives. It was just a really rough winter and they lost everything. And then so a lot of beef or uh, keep wanting to call them bee farmers. I'm not sure why. A lot of beekeepers sold all their stuff and were like, I'm done with it. I can't handle this anymore. It's a tough business as any type of farming. You're basically rely on the weather, which I could not imagine. I'm, I'm kind of happy that I'm not in the farming business and the bee thing is just a hobby. I mean, I would like to turn into a business. I'm an entrepreneur. Everything I do, I want to turn into a business. <laughs> so at any rate, I ordered these bees and they're quite expensive. I was surprised how expensive it is. And so just to be 100% transparent, it was about 300 bucks to get a, um, I'm not sure what they call it. And, and now understand I'm not a, I'm not an expert. I'm a first time beekeeper. I know so little about this. <laughs> I got to tell you, the more I learn about bees, the less I, uh, the less, the, the more I realize I know so little about them. They are so complex. I'm just going to tell you my experience so far as a first timer. I've only been in a number of a handful of months now, but at any rate, so I go and I order these bees and they're about, oh, I was going to tell you how much it was about three. So it was 300 bucks to get this. It was a tube of bees and they usually come as a nuke. It's slightly different. And it's, I think it's too complicated to explain just through audio, but it literally came in a tube and on the two ends was like a black plastic cage so they could breathe and so they could get fresh air. And, and then the queen is in the tube. And a lot of, even a lot of beekeepers were like, I've never seen a tube before. I didn't know where to order from. So I, so I asked around a little bit and I ended up ordering from, um, I don't know if anyone's locally listening to this, but it's a called Innisville Co-op and it's, and it's for farmers for whatever reason, they got bee stuff there. So I went in there, I talked to them. They're really nice about it. They said, we're ordering these, this tube of bees. You got to get on the list. I didn't have to put a deposit or anything. I thought it was that, that was a bit odd, but so I got on the list and they said it was supposed to come at whatever month it was. And it came like six weeks early. I had no bee equipment. I was not prepared. I thought I had about six weeks of research in R and like research. I was going to say R and D, but there's no development. <laughs> Just, just a bunch of research that I was going to do because the bees were going to come soon, but they came super early. I was not ready. Up in Canada, there was still snow on the ground. And I saw their, so they call me and they're like, hey, you got to come and get these bees. They, they're not going to last forever, obviously. And then there's a long waiting list of people because something, someone told me this. Now, this could be the hearsay. Like, I don't know if this is facts, but I heard that they sh they got to, they import a lot of the bees if you're not buying it from like directly from a, a bee, uh, beekeeper. And, and I didn't know what beekeeper to go with. I didn't know who was reputable. I didn't know it was a shady business. So I was like, okay, these guys are a, are a co-op, but they're brick and mortar. They've been around for years. Like they got to be reputable. So that's why I went with them. But I heard that a lot of these bees that were imported, they got stuck in customs and they, a lot of them died. They're sitting there for so long. A lot of them died. So, so many people had their bees coming late this year. And I was one of the people that got them early, like one of the few people. So I'm on a bunch of these beekeeping groups and I'm learning about the equipment. I'm learning about the bees. So the guy calls me up, you got to come and get these bees. So I go get the bees and I've nowhere to put them. I don't even have any bee equipment. No idea what I'm doing. And, and those of you that don't know me personally, that's pretty much how I do everything. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, you know, but the truth is, like, I, I read, I research, I read, I watch videos. But for me, it's it, it's worth its weight in gold for me to actually experience it. I retain so much more information by experiencing something than just reading about it. So I gotta I gotta fail, which I'm gonna talk about. I gotta get through the through the trenches. I gotta be in there before I can actually learn and understand, and then hopefully teach other people, which is basically what we do with when it comes to health and nutrition. But at any rate, I got these bees. So I so I'm looking. So I'm, t I'm messaging everyone like, hey, I gotta get bee equipment. So someone directed me to a lady that just, she's a, just one of those people that was tired of doing bees last year. It was a rough year. She's like, I got a bunch of this bee equipment. So that cost me about 500 bucks. The bees cost me 300 bucks. So that's, you know, I, th I think that's kind of expensive. I mean, not as a business, of course, but as a hobby, I think that's a bit of expensive. I'm not, so I'm 800 bucks deep. That's not including my time and gas to run around and, and get this stuff. So from there, she gave me some other equipment, which I didn't pay for. So I did go, I, I did go and buy some, an extra bee, which I'll talk about briefly. And I bought some extra equipment. So that was another hundred bucks. So almost a grand just to get into it. And and I mean, that's okay. I just, I just thought it was like two or 300 bucks to get into it. And uh, you're looking at a grand just to get started. And then next year, I mean, I'm hoping to, to sell some honey, to be honest with you. I'm hoping we have enough of our own honey and to sell honey. But a lot of people say the first year you shouldn't expect honey. Um, at any rate, I'll, I'll, I'll carry on with my conversation here. But what I'm getting at is here, I'm hoping to get, get some of that money back, of course. And then next year, I want to split my hive and grow and have more more bees and more honey which i want to sell so i'm hoping that at some point i can make a profit obviously so i don't know what i'm gonna have to do next year if i gotta invest another grand in equipment and then but i mean at some point you, you do make money on it it's just not a lot as a hobby um but if you could grow it and you could get some people helping out and if you get some people selling your honey like it's it's a business i've been doing a business for been doing business for at least 12 years now i know how to market i know how to sell um you just need a product so i'm working on the product now once i got the product i'm pretty sure i can sell it <laughs> not 100 sure so at any rate i got the bees and i so i contact this lady i'm like i need the stuff now and she's like okay come and get it, it just worked out she was leaving the next day or in two days and she's like you got to get it tomorrow because i'm leaving town and i was like perfect i need it right away anyway so i went and got her i got all the equipment i got the bees in the back seat i got an suv so the bees are in the kind of the trunk area the back area then i go and load up all this equipment in a trailer I borrowed a trailer from a family member and i go out to a property we got our family members got property so i'm out in the property and there's still snow on the ground and so i'm like what am I going to do with these bees? So I'm fortunate. My uncle has some land about 30 minutes uh, out of town, west of where I'm at. And they had these shelters for donkeys and like, you know, like, like little horse, I don't know what they are, horse shelters, donkey shelters. I'm not a farmer either, if you can tell. I grew up in the city, but um, they got these shelters and that was the only place there was no snow on the ground. And of course, the bee, you can't put the bees on the snow, they'll die and they can't freeze. They got to be at a certain temperature. And I didn't even know if I should put them in. Like I talked, I called the meadery. I asked on these buy and sell groups. I'm like, should I put the bees in? Some people people are like, uh, it's supposed to be 14, like roughly 14 degrees Celsius, which is, I'm not sure about 65 degrees um, Fahrenheit. So I'm like, not really sure. There's still snow on the ground. I'm not sure if I should put these bees, but they can't live in the tube. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. It's like a bit of a stressful situation. Like, I get, I'm going to do this. I got to get the bees in their hive. So they start doing their thing. And I was fortunate because if I started right from scratch, I would have had to feed them a bunch of sugar, sugar water. And I didn't really know how to do that. And the lady I got, I bought the equipment from, she still had honey in her um, she still had honey on her frames, which was super important because they have, have to eat something, especially when there's snow on the ground and there's no pollen and it's too cold to really to go out. So they got, so they got a 
chance to eat the honey that were on the frames that I put in there. I popped the bees in the in the in the bottom box. There's so much word, so many words and lingo and terminology when it comes to this bee stuff. It's it's mind-boggling. So at any rate, for layman's in layman's terms, for those of you that aren't real beekeepers like myself, <laughs> I got one bottom box and there's about nine frames in the box. And the bees make first they make wax on the frames, then they fill wax with whatever maybe the queen. You got a mated queen. She goes and puts eggs in there. That grows larva, and then the larva is actually the, is, is the bee. The bee pops out, and then you got another. You get another bee. <laughs> so some of the frames are are brood. Some of the frames are honey. Some of them are um, drones. There's different kinds of bees. Like there's the queen bee. There can only be one queen bee. If there's more queens, she'll kill them. And then there's drones. And then there's worker bees. And then so it's so cool. Like there's actually bees. They all have different jobs. Like there's certain bees that are like they protect the hive. So they kind of wait around. They must be on the outside somewhere. And if a bee, like if any type of intruder comes near, they attack. That's their job. And then you have bees that actually pull out dead bodies because bees die. Or sometimes, unfortunately, the beekeeper will squish the bees when they're working around in and around the bees. So they got to, so there's a, particular bees that go and pull the dead bodies out and drag them out because bees are, are super clean. Like everything is cleaned up. Everything is, is, is properly done. Like they'll go and clean out old honey. Um, it's called actually called, um, what's it called? Drawn out frames when they've actually drawn out wax. So people are like, oh, is it a drawn frame? And I'm like, oh, what's a drawn frame? So that someone explained this to me. And it's just, it's so complex what happens. Like the, the, the queen actually, so she goes into her, what, so this is what I had to do. So I got the queen. The queen is in her own separate box within this tube. Like little tiny box is just one queen. She's in the, in the tube and all the other bees are loose and just flying around in this tube. So what I had to do is I had to pull the queen out. She's kind of on this mesh string stapled to the side of the tube. So I open up the tube. I had to pull the queen out. All I'm doing is YouTubing this, trying to figure this out. I dumped the, then I dumped the, all the bees in the box. I got one box with nine frames on the bottom. That's all I got. And it has to be small at first because they have to, they, they not just need room to grow eventually, but they have to be able to heat, uh, warm themselves. And they do that through vibration. So if the, if there's too much room, then they won't have it, then, then they won't be able to generate enough friction through vibration to heat themselves and the hive. So it's, it's super interesting. I had to do one box, just nine frames. I dumped, dumped the bees in the, in the bottom box. They stay there for some reason. I guess it's too, maybe at this point it was too cold for them to leave. And then I got the queen. Now I can't put the queen in right away because they'll kill her. They'll, they treat, they treat her as an imposter for some reason. So what I do, did is I had to pop this little cork off the box. The queen's in this box, remember? And then I had to fill that with granulated sugar or some, some people use a marshmallow. I had some like granulated hard sugar from one of the frames I dug out and I, I coated that hole with sugar. And what happened was, is she's eating her way out because she's trying to escape and the bees are eating their way in because they're trying to kill her. And here's the interesting part is when that sugar gets eaten and they meet, it, it takes a couple days. So by the time she's releasing pheromones, she's saying, I'm your queen. Don't kill me. I'm here to stay. So by the time that sugar gets eaten and they meet each other, they're like, she's like, I'm your queen. And they're like, oh my gosh, we know you. Cause she's this whole time she's releasing pheromones and she's just communicating with them and letting them know she's their queen. So by the time that sugar gets eaten, they're, they're friends. She's their queen. So she actually goes and does like an introductory tour and she cruises around the whole hive. She goes through all the frames. Like I picture her like waving at people being like, Hey, your queen has arrived. It's so, so she, then she goes on her first, uh, what do they call it? Like a mating flight, her first flight out. And she does, I think it's about a half a dozen. She gets mated or bred by six different, maybe drones, not entirely sure. I think drones goes and, and mates with her while she's flying through the air. And I don't know what she does. She goes so many so far and then she comes back and she is, she's bred. She has the eggs in, well, I don't know. She has the eggs in her. She's creating eggs from being mated. 
invaded by these half a dozen different drones, I believe. And she comes back and she starts laying eggs. And that's the only time she's going to mate. And I think queens le le live for a couple years, like two to three years, maybe a good queen. And then don't get me wrong. Like you, your queen could leave. Your queen could die. Your queen could get killed. You may squish your queen as a beekeeper. A dozen different things could happen. But if all goes well, your, your queen lives for a couple years. And so, um, so you got your queen and she's mated that one time. So she gets and she's got enough eggs for as long as she's going to live for and all like her entire sole purpose of living is to create eggs and all she's doing is dropping eggs and all in the frames and the frames look like tiny honeycombs so she's dropping these eggs and they look like really tiny uh, you almost need a magnifying glass to see them, but she, they only they look like little grains of rice and she's dropping them in all these slots on the frames and and i mean that's the the basics or the the very layman's terms of how i understand what's going on with these bees so that's kind of where i'm at like that's the beginning of my bee world my beekeeping adventure from there i've just been youtubing and asking people and i've had this this girl her name's bobby lee she's been amazing this another guy named ed he was local here and then and there's one other guy kenton i believe his name was at any rate i don't I'd imagine their names don't imagine they're going to be listening to this but yes their names don't matter but i went out like the beekeeping community is super helpful like they just they're just like, like you can hear the passion in my voice it's just like really cool to be a part of bees and, and you want to share your experiences with people and you want to take pictures of your bees and you want to share that with people and some people could care less other people think it's really cool but i went i, I went there's a guy that lives about 20 minutes out of town he showed me he, his bees and how he does everything another the other guy i mentioned he's a, again about 20 30 minutes not about 15 minutes out of town he showed me his bees and how his process worked and everyone does it completely different which is crazy you could ask one question and you get a dozen different answers and then this uh, this other girl she's been super helpful she we haven't met but online she's been giving me all this advice and she's been amazing and that's really like through the help and through the support and I, and that's one of the things i wanted to mention was having a mentor with anything in life is so important and what we often do obviously we talk about nutrition and health and fitness you got to have a coach you got to have someone teaching you the ropes helping you learn what you're doing there's no way i'd be where i am right now with bees if i didn't have extra help and i think a lot of people show up at the gym they may not be able to afford it but they can afford concert tickets they may not take that time and effort to find a coach find someone they resonate with join a membership program like we have with our fit fam and learn and then go off on your own or have that constant support which i need as a beginner a lot of people need that as a beginner when it comes to nutrition and fitness so don't i guess what i'm trying to say is don't bypass that because a lot of people like don't get a trainer they don't get any help they show up at the gym for uh, in january after their new year's resolutions after uh, three months of celebrating christmas and they're 20 pounds overweight and they show up for two weeks they have no idea what they're doing and they leave because they're embarrassed they're not seeing results they don't know what to do they have no help so you got i would have done the same thing with bees if i didn't know if i didn't have any help so that's super important is to find a mentor for me like it's it, it was a lot of work like it's a lot of work to learn there's a lot of emotion that goes into it you really want your bees to do well you're super excited about it i'll tell you one of the things that happened to me is i went to split my hive and this was just recently what i was telling you was more at the beginning of my adventure but just recently i wanted to split my hive which just means you're taking part of your original hive and you're making a second hive and i wanted two hives because i didn't want all my eggs in one basket in case something were to happen to one hive i'd have at least two and it's not always recommended especially your first year because you supposedly don't have a strong hive i started super early like i said i got mine when it was six weeks early everyone was still waiting for theirs people got delayed and um people were upset and they're like can't wait to get my bees blah 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 and i and i was already on the ground like i was in the trenches there was snow on the ground i was in this like this shelter setting up my bees hoping and stressed out that they were gonna stay alive I already like i said i invested just on just under a grand and i was hoping they were gonna make it through the just through that cold stretch before it got started to get warmer here but 
But what, what I did was I went, so I went to split my bees, had no idea what I was doing. Handful of people said, I probably shouldn't. It's a bit late, but I was like, I'm going to do it anyways, because I, that's what I do. I push the limits. I always got to, I always have to put, I don't know why it's just ingrained in me. I got to do it. So what I did is I took the wrong frames out. I put the honey frames in the new, I took the, took out the honey frames. I put them in the new hive and I should have took the drone frames, the ones with the larva, the ones with the bees, like they would have stayed there and worked on them and they would have helped more bees basically hatch. <laughs> I don't know if that's the word, but they would help more bees hatch in my new hive, which is what I needed. And I took the honey frames out because they're more easily accessible uh, at that point in time. And what happened was is most of my most of my bees went back to the original hive. And then my second hive got taken over by wasps. There was like hundreds of wasps all over the place. And I was so disappointed. I was because you have to leave your bees. Like, so I went and bought a new, I drove about 45 minutes to get a new queen. And then I and then I you gotta I, I set up my new hive. You have to you're supposed well, this is the advice I got. And like I said, you always get different advice from different people. But they said, let your hive sit for two days without a queen. So they know they're queenless. They maybe they get a little agitated. They're hoping for another queen. And then you pop the other queen in there, but she's still in a cage. And remember when I first told you about you got to do the same thing. You can't let her out right away or they'll kill her. They've got to know that she's their queen. So she's got to let pheromones out. She's got to communicate with them however she does that. And then you take a cap. Then at two days, two days after that, you take the cap off. Then they start eating their way out. And then she she does her tour and she does her mating flight. And hopefully she comes back and gets mated and then properly. And then she starts dropping her eggs and you have your second hive. So it's quite a process to it. I did it completely wrong. The wasp took over. I was so disappointed. I show up and my wasp was my, my second hive was, I remember I came back two days after I, I set my hive up and then I was ready to put the queen in there and all the bees were gone and I, I was freaking out. Didn't know what was happening. I was like, I was a bit crunched for time anyways. And I got all these wasps all over the place. And I'm like, oh my gosh, these wasps took over my first, my second hive. And then I was like, are they going to take over my sec my, my initial hive? So then I had to dis disassemble all my second hive. I had to take all the frames out. I put them in sealed Tupperware containers so the wasps couldn't get in there. So they weren't attracted to them. I took them to another location to get them out of there. And then the next morning I went back and I, I was so upset. I started killing all the wasps. <laughs> Because I thought the wasps were gonna take over my initial hive, and then like a big investment and all the like the, the few months and the emotion. So I was like, "You're not gonna take over my hive." So I sat there and I literally with my hand and and and, and I'm in a bee suit, mind you. I'm in this, I'm in this bee suit and I got uh, gloves on, like extra gloves on, and I'm killing these extra wasps with my hands. But you know what was you know what's interesting is let, let me tell you here real, real quick. I when I went into my hive and I told you the wasps took over, I was all upset and I was flustered, and I I, I usually don't wear a bee suit, and I, and I wasn't wearing a bee suit. And my bees have been super docile and relaxed and they didn't even like they they're a lot of people think like bees are, are mean or anger they're like gonna attack you and they're not like they i don't know what the deal is if they know that i'm their beekeeper or if i'm letting off my own scent and they can figure that out but they never tried to attack me and i was in there a dozen times at least like and i'm holding these frames i'm looking for my queen i'm holding these these frames up like six inches from my face because there's a thousand bees on a frame i'm trying to dig through trying to find my queen and i, I, I wasn't able to find my queen at that point in time but what I'm saying is I never wore I never wore my suit. I wore it a couple times. It was too hot. It was hard to see through the screen. So when I, I go check out my frames, my, my second hive, there's wasps all over. And I knew I shouldn't have lifted up the top of my hive because the wasps were all over the place. I didn't want any wasps to get in the top of it. And then I knew that my wasps, my, my bees were on high alert. I open up the top and right away a bee came out, zapped me in the nose and it was like stuck on my face. And I'm like trying to get this bee off my face. It was, it was, it was a kind of a mess. And like my eyes are watering, my nose nose is throbbing and I kind of like tuck my tail between my legs, stumble out of the, out of there, the shelter. And I, and I didn't know what to do. So I, so I left, I was like all upset. I felt like crying, <laughs> like the emotions, right? My face is all 
how upset my face was throbbing for an hour and a half. That's how that's how long it took for the pain to go away. I'm lucky my lovely wife is all into essential oils, so she put some essential oils on my nose, and finally the pain subsided. <laughs> but um, th but you gotta. That's what I'm saying. Like I did a show while um, easy times make people weak and hard times make people stronger. That was just a, a show not too long ago I did, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, I can't believe you're doing bees. I can never do bees." But I'm like, I'm scared of bees. Like you you gotta do things to push your limits. And when I saw all those wasps in there, I did not want to go in there. It was the last thing I wanted to do, even with a bee suit on. With my bee suit on, like I don't think they could sting through the bee suit. I'm not 100% sure, but I have jeans on under my bee suit. I got a full, like a full bee suit. I got a sweater on. I'm like dripping sweat under this bee suit because I'm like, I don't want to get stung by any wasps. I got a mask on, like a whole headset. And then I got my hat on under there. So like I'm geared up. I'm ready. And still I'm like, I don't want to go in there and mess with these wasps. But I was like, I got to protect my hive. And I don't want all this investment, like time and, and, and some money. I didn't want that to be all wasted. So I said, I got to make myself do this. And I did that. And then going, even going back, like, you know, you got a little bit of PTSD, a bit gun shy. I was like, these, I love these bees so much. And then I felt like a bit betrayed because I got stung in the face, but I, but it was my own fault because I should have wear proper protection and I shouldn't have opened up the, the, the hive anyways, because I knew that they were on high alert trying to defend themselves. They're trying to defend my honey for me and they zapped me, which I, I should have, I mean, I'm okay with now, but then going back, I was a bit disappointed because they got me and we're on the same team. So, um, at any rate, I, I pulled the frames apart. I took the wasps away and, um, that was it. Like the, the bees, you know, what was interesting is the bees, they worked so well together. Like the bees are a team. Do you know what I mean? Like the bees are a team. And anytime I was watching there, I was watching these wasps try to get in the hive. I would try to kill them myself. And if a wasp, if I didn't get a wasp, a wasp would crawl up to the entryway. And it was so interesting. There's a small entryway at the bottom and that has to be small to protect the hive from intruders. And, and across like the whole bottom part was the bees made a wall so the wasps couldn't get in. And then if any wasp, and so of course I was watching them, like my face is right in there and the wasps were, or sorry, they let bees come in and out so other bees could come in and out. But if a wasp landed close to that opening, three or four wa uh, bees would pounce on that wasp, kill it and drag the body away. As it sounds, it's, it sounds crazy. It sounds like a bit ruthless. Like that's nature though. And like, first of all, like I guess there's two minds, two trains of thought there. I feel like some people are like super scared of bees. But for me, I feel like, like bees are like are docile and bees are friendly. That's how I think of bees. Bees like they just want honey. They don't, they're not like wasps. They don't want to kill you. They don't want to hurt you. They don't want to harm you. They're just after their honey. So that's how I see bees. But other people see they're like scared of bees. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're doing all that stuff with bees. But I'm like, they're just bees. At any rate, though, so the, the wasps were, were a menace. Like the wasps like tried to get me. Like I could see wasps trying to sting me or try to zap my face when I have the screen on. They can't get through to me. But the bees, like they didn't mess with me at all. Like maybe one or two bees were like, hey, what are you doing here? And like buzzed around my face. But like the wasps are, are mean. And, and I thought that was a good lesson in life is that you have these you have these wasps that for whatever reason are a menace or a nuisance or, or you could think of them as a predator. And they are, they're, they're annoying. Like they were trying to get at me and the bees are like doing their own thing. They're making honey and they're bringing pollen back. And I, they didn't think anything of me. Like, like I'm saying, it wasn't really a thing for them, but the wasps are really upset at me. I mean, I was trying to kill the wasp, <laughs> but the bees didn't know any different. Like they could have, the bees could have thought I was trying to kill them. So at any rate, the wasp, when they tried to get, I already, I guess I already told you this, but I got to say it again. The wasp tried to get in there about five, there three, four, five bees would pounce on the wasp. They would kill it almost immediately, drag its body away. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. Of course I'm there. It's, it's my honey. It's my hives as the beekeeper. I'm like, yeah. 
I'm like, I'm like, get them, bees. It was a, it was so cool to see. And then I ended up going back, back a couple days later. I talked to, um, I would say my, my a mentor, and she said, hey, that that honey, or sorry, that new hive that you had those honey frames on that you're gonna make the new hive with, that should go in the your original hive, and you're gonna get more honey out of those because they're gonna turn that granulated or, or hard honey. They're gonna they're gonna work it and they're gonna fix it and they're gonna make sure it's cleaned up, and then that's gonna be honey that you can harvest. So I went back and that's what I did. And um, so I'm actually five boxes high. It's almost as tall as me. My bees are flourishing. They killed all the wasps in the area and, and it's all good. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to tell you that I got some honey. I mean, I did scrape off some honey, but um, that I that I got some. But the truth is that it's not harvest season yet. I have no idea how I'm going to extract this honey. You need a machine. I know a couple guys that said I could do it, but that they'd help me out. But they're both like at least an half hour, an hour away. <laughs> so I got to get those frames to them because they got this big machine that spins the honey. So I'm still not out of the woods. I don't know how I'm going to get get my honey and I don't know how I'm going to winterize the bees. This this one girl, she told me that the bees actually start laying different types of eggs in the winter time. And these are, are winter bees and the winter bees last, they're hardier and they last longer. So I believe my current bees may, might last three or four weeks. And these winter bees, they last like six to eight weeks. I believe, don't quote me on that. I'm just, just a beginner. But I just think it's so amazing. Their whole world of bees and their tiers of and, and of hierarchy and you got the queen at the top you got these different bees that have different jobs and at the end of the day they provide you with this amazing nectar of the gods like that honey of course it's a bit different it's like food from your garden right like when you have food from your garden it tastes so much better when you've harvested it you've planted it you've weeded it and then maybe you cook it or eat it raw it has a different taste than when you go to the grocery store but i've tasted my honey and i've got to tell you it is amazing so um, I'm looking forward to sharing that. I'm really hoping that we've got enough this year to have ourselves for the winter and for others as well. We'll, we'll give some away to friends and family. If we have enough to sell, we will. And uh, and, and now there you have it. Now you know the, the beginnings of a first-time beekeeper. And like I said, I'm not out of the woods yet. The more I learn about bees, the more I realize how little I know. <laughs> so at any rate, now next time you go by the aisle and you see honey sitting on the shelf, hopefully you're buying locally. Hopefully you're buying raw, unpasteurized, but you'll have a different understanding or a different appreciation for all that went into getting that honey on the shelf. Thank you so much for joining me. I always appreciate you more than you could ever know, more than I could express. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful evening, whatever it is that you're doing. That's it. That's all I got. I'm out of here. As always, I'm your host, Drew Tadia in health and fitness for a better world. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Exploring Mind and Body with True Form Life's Drew Tadia, fitness expert. To find out more about the show, Drew Tadia, or to listen to past shows, visit Exploring exploringmindandbody.com.